Right, here we go. Thank you very much, Jane, for agreeing to be my podcast guest and welcome. Thank you, Graham. And we'll come back to you in a moment, Jane, because I think it would be a lovely thing to do for you to talk through that background, which is intriguing me. And then we're going to say hello to Georgie as well. Thank you, Georgie, for being for being on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. It's a total pleasure. And I was just saying that I feel great gratitude to everybody who's been on, who's agreed to be on these things. And I do feel great gratitude to you both, actually. Um, let's, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but let's come on to uh, Jane. Can you just do a bit of background? narration what is that beautiful picture behind you which i know will intrigue anybody both people who will watch this it's usually an audience of sometimes up to three <laughs> so i think the all-time record was you're not known for comedy but when you do it's quite funny it was 60 or 70 no everything i do is comic <laughs> uh it's just nobody can really tell um it's comedy with no laughs. Background. I call it comedy um, with no laughs. Um, so, uh, yes. What is that? Uh, I don't know what, you know, like everything in life, why do we do what we do? I don't know. But um, for some reason, I felt drawn to wall hangings. And um, this particular room is the first room ever, because I've always moved around, that I've been able to build as a meditation room and I've been meditating and teaching mm. mindfulness and all sorts of things for some years and I found a couple um not these which were okay um and then I came across this guy uh who's called Puma Yana I might not have pronounced that correctly but they are exquisite and they're beautifully detailed and mm. the colors as you can see and he does a whole range of them um and I also at the risk of sounding woo-woo, feel they have an energy of their own, probably infused by the attention that we give them. But I have, I've got another one that um, here, which the other side. Um, so they're very energetic. And since I've had this, um, I've had it as a backdrop of my cushion and sit every morning. Um, I've started doing uh, four or five international half hour sessions online um, really? and it, 20 minutes of which we sit in meditation together but it's incredibly powerful given mm. the you know during the pandemic where we've not been able to travel we've 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 sort of had to keep distance from each other in the silence you can connect at some other different level so this has been part of the picture behind me is the one that I use on, on Facebook and LinkedIn to just share and offer the space, mm. meditation space. Because That's a very long answer. It gets you, I imagine it gets people as close as they can possibly be to, the, to meeting personally, to have that sort of detail in the Zoom meditation, I suppose. I don't know. You never know what, how it affects people. Hmm. Mm. And I'm not sure I've even tried to rationally make sense of it. No. I intuitively felt no. that it's meaningful to me. And therefore, no. if well, I'm comfortable with that, it, that, that's probably enough. Um, no, well, uh, yes, less, less, the, the more I invite you to say about it, 
the more it will lessen its effect i think so let's let's just appreciate it i will just appreciate its beauty and hope for some of its energy my daughter's just been out just been picking her up i just picked her up from town just now um and she uh she's been buying crystals oh. and uh she's very very into this and uh and she, i'm hoping she'll read andrew anderson's book which i just got you know it's one about the bears which is really interesting Anyway, she's got all these crystals and we've just been chatting about it on the way back. She cut it. She she haggled with the guy on the market stall, I gather. And she's, she was just showing them to me, each one, one by one, as we came back to Stratford in the car. And she was saying, that's for this. And this is for this. And I don't know what that is. but And she was talking about charging the crystals. And I think it's lovely that, that uh, it's not... You know, you've got to keep an open mind, haven't you, really? And if it ignites something within us, mm. it brings something alive, which I think connects to your first question, why mm. do I love theatre? Mm. Whatever it is, it's, it, it opens up the heart and the attention and the connection. Mm. And it Very does feel, because of what we've all gone through, as if something more uh, pure is that too simplistic a word is is coming through in some way mm. painful in so many ways but also beautiful in others let us come back to that and i'm, I'm going to put a, a pin in that and come back to it because um I did say that I would kind of want to. I want to just say something to Georgie, um, and and explain the connection between the two of you, for my international audience, <laughs> <laughs> my friend in Norway, and my friend in Italy, and my friend in America. That's my international audience. <laughs> um, but Georgie is also in a very intriguing-looking uh, electronic cave there. Perhaps, Georgie, you, would you like to plug your partner's um, show? <laughs> well, it's not really. It's um, They do a sort of fantasy football league and they do a podcast about it each week. So I suppose if you're not, if you weren't there, you wouldn't necessarily know what it is. But they've got this incredible setup. I feel very, I feel like I'm on Radio 1 or something. Mm. I feel like Greg James is going to come in through the door and interview me in a minute. You look um, it. Yeah, I feel very, very cool. Mm. Um but it's it's called the either the draft cast or the draft cast, depending on where you're from. <laughs> I call it the draft cast. Oh right, uh, of, oh, course, yes. of course, of course. Um, but some may some may say draft cast. Mm, I depending would, on actually. depending on if you're from north or south or east or mm. west. Mm. And he has his podcast, and that's why you're in this very. Mm. This very I think it's setting a new standard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, did, I, was, I said I was going to do this on my phone and my earpods, but I mean, this couldn't say no to this setup, could I? You, you absolutely couldn't. And, uh, <laughs> it, it, and it, uh, it's just a, like Jane was just saying, really, it is, it is quite astonishing, isn't it? How, um, well, I've been reading a lot of Buddhist material over the, uh, the lockdown, which has been beautifully uh, enlightening, I suppose, is the without to coin a phrase. But one of the things that I'm sure Jane knows about better than I do, perhaps you do, Georgie. But one of the lovely images that he that uh, 
that I read about is this notion of the lotus being born from the mud, and that and that mud has its has beauty because beauty comes from it, and that is that is that is that is my uh, sort of estimation of where things are really. You know that we're very resourceful as human beings, aren't we? So let's come back to the gratitude and then. Uh, the, so the gratitude I feel is this: first, uh, uh, Georgie is uh, is is the is the deputy chair of everybody's favourite local theatre group. I Isn't am. that and, right, Georgie? And the, and the social secretary as well. As if I wasn't busy enough, mm. just add some more work in there. Well, quite. Yeah. Well, quite. Mm. And Jane has been spearheading, along with others. The uh, it's not called director's call anymore, is it? What's it called? As it morphs, the name keeps changing, but <laughs> the latest name is a creative space. Yeah, and that is what it is. That is what it is. And as somebody was saying in in the most recent meet, not that any of us are into sort of competing between groups, but there are very few groups have said. Let's do something like this. Let us come back to Georgie then and talk about um, what would you like to, what would you, what can you tell people about being, you've only just become deputy by popular mm -hmm. acclaim. Yes. It's, it's an interesting position to be in because I'm overseeing the production planning process for 2022. So I'm helping the group. I'm kind of, I'm not, I have no decision-making. I'm just helping guide the group towards making a decision because it's a democratic group. So all the members have a choice about what plays we put forward. So we're kind of deep in the middle of that process at the moment. We've got readings coming up in the next couple of days, which is very exciting. Um, but I'm still finding my footing a little bit. I'm still finding my way so um once we've read the plays one of which belongs to you graham um then we'll have a vote and we'll see what happens and because it's democratic there's no definite yes or no just because we've got two plays doesn't mean we have to perform two plays um but it's a very exciting time and i think what what we need as as a town and as a nation is theater next year so it's actually quite a big decision for the group to make what we perform. So I think it's going to help shape us and help us with our recovery into the next, next kind of 12, 18, 24 months. Let's come back to that as well. And, uh, mm. and uh, let's pass on, let's go on to Jane for just to deepen things a bit further. It sounds a bit like, um, I said a bit like Ali G. Now what's his name? What's, his, what's the actor's name? Darn it. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Who is a he is a disturbing genius? Yes, is he not? Yes. Let's go on to Jane. So Jane, you talk what creative space? What, t tell us a bit. Oh, it's a terrible impersonation. I should stop it instantly. What 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 where, where did where did creative space come from? What's the what's the purpose of it? And what has Second Thoughts been doing in that regard? Um. I think it came from the start of looking at plays and a shortage of directors, because if you put a play forward, you need a director. So we decided what was the best way to encourage people to, to dip their toe in the water. And just as we'd set up a day long training, 
uh, we went into lockdown. Um, so we suggested, why don't we do something on Zoom? So we did, um, and it, it it has happened every month. It's only about 90 minutes. Um, it seems to have been well um, represented primarily by writers and actors and directors. And so it made sense to say, look, this isn't just a director's call. Nothing happens with just a director. How do we all work together? And the more we met, the more we realized the quality of what we do it really comes down to you know who who do you enjoy working with? How well do you and, and you? If the better you know someone, the, the the better you're you're able to work with each other and enjoy working with each other. Mm -hmm. And then of course new ideas came out of a different environment of living you know on our own. You for example came you know, spearheaded this huge great initiative. And it seemed like a fertile ground for something new to be born. So I think it's just a touchstone for us to bring and express and voice and shape what's emerging in theatre with us all in our different sort of spaces and different skills. And nothing can happen unless we keep connected, I don't think. So mm -hmm. I don't know where it's going, but I, what I do know is it has life, it has energy, mm. it seems mm. to be mm. fun. Mm. And There have never been less than, I think I've been to most of them, there's never been less than 10 or so people there, and sometimes a good deal more than that. And each one, what's re what's so remarkable about it is that, and this is, this is to, I suppose, to, to pay you a little bit of gratitude to you, Jane, because you and others, have been instrumental in bringing this about and creating a sense in which people feel confident enough to, a to turn up and if they want to stay completely silent the entire time and that takes some confidence in our noisy world being silent and quiet is not at a premium and takes courage i think and also but also it's the other end of the spectrum where people have said do you know what i, I wouldn't mind um casting rehearsing a piece that i've written and we've had, that's been at every, every broad, I think every meeting, hasn't it? If it's been a, an original piece of writing. Different things have come up here. Yeah. I mean, we really should credit Bernard and Ian, mm. um, who, who were very much, who are very much part of this um, in different ways. And we've had, we've had, uh, the last one was David Hope, wasn't it? Mm. David and of Hope's course, quite piece. a bit goes on in between um, the calls. And you and I were in that. Yes, yes. And they're not, they're not seen by anybody else because they're, they're deliberately, because I suppose the, the, the intention is to just develop things quietly and uh, to increase the confidence level, I suppose, because we're not intending these things to go public or to be, are, are, are we really? Are you? I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's an agenda. No. I think that's what's so... You know, if we were to run it again, like the courier, which we did with Nick. Oh, that did um, go public, yes. You put it together. Um, I don't know who knows where it goes, but but if you really say, what is it all about at the end of the day? Is it the finished product or is it the journey? And I think what we seem to be enjoying is the journey. And what is yes. the journey? Yes. Um, yes. So we've got the structure of the plays, the three plays a year, 
and yet we've also got bubbling in between these little shoots of ideas. Mm. Would you mind telling us a bit about your journey, Jane? And uh, I know it's a very fascinating one, but don't feel, don't feel you need, you have to or need to or anything at all, but tell us, tell us a bit about how you arrived in second thoughts and what, and, and what you, uh, what kind of theatre work you've, you've, you've been doing in your, in your uh, life and so on do you know um i remember as a four-year-old being the brown bear and a nun because i went to a convent putting her arm around me in front of the whole school and saying didn't jane do the brown bear well <laughs> and being absolutely sort of one of those memorable moments as a child not understanding what's going on but just gravitating towards this I don't know, whatever theatre gives you, it, it opened up something. And I think I did then theatre the whole way through school, drama, and, and then I joined a drama group. And then when I left school and went off to university, I didn't do it. Then I decided to join the army because I thought they would be, a, they do quite a lot of theatre, never mm. did it. And had a gap of about 20 plus years until I then went to Singapore and suddenly decided I'd sort of dip back in. And someone said, oh yes, there's a wonderful expat group that's been going since the sixties. Went along as a laugh and got a part and sort of rediscovered this, whatever it was I'd felt as a four-year-old. And then one thing led to another. So got quite involved again in Singapore. And then when I came back to England in uh, 2017, was looking for a group and I looked at various ones on the websites, but for some reason, the one that ha could happen on the day that I happened to be able to attend, it was Second Thoughts. And I remember going to the British Legion and Ian was there. Um, and I just thought, what a nice group of people. Mm. Um, so you, let's just back up there a bit. You joined the army. And one of the reasons was it, it possibly had scope for theatrical <laughs> I'm talking about not in uniform rather than out of uniform <laughs> although one could question both <laughs> do go on I'm happy to cut well, out I've... anything you like but <laughs> <laughs> my father was based in Germany he was military and I in in these sort of far-flung well it was not that far-flung but there, there's quite a lot of extramural sort of activities that go on like theatre there was a thriving tri-service theatre and of course in a peacetime army there's plenty of time and it's funded and I thought oh wow I could do that and have a leave home and travel the world and of course none of that really happened I was mainly stationed in UK and I had to work quite hard but <laughs> may one ask what you were what you were stationed in what in what role you were stationed here well, when I joined, it was the Women's Royal Army Corps. So you were all, we were all badged uh, WROC and then we were seconded to different units. So you did ordnance or infantry or, but mainly in a support role, training role, administration. Yeah. And how long were you in the army? <laughs> it's just <laughs> 17, well, yeah, 17 years. Wow. 
Wow. And you weren't in the forces when you were in Singapore or you were? No. Um, I left the military on voluntary redundancy in 92, four. Um, 94, I think it was a long time ago now, joined the John Lewis partnership for six years. Wow. And then had a complete sort of midlife crisis. And someone said, well, what would you really like to do? And I said, I'd love to go back to Singapore. I had no connections there. But I do sense, I'd started meditating by then. And I do sense that there's something in us that opens up. And despite having no connections, something enabled me to get a job over there and i went for two years and stayed for 17. good lord it's funny isn't it how it is life is like that sometimes isn't it you know yes um it's not the plans you make it's the life you lead you know to, to paraphrase john lennon is it john lennon life life is what happens when you're making other plans that's what john lennon's lines but uh, I think we have the title to the podcast, Jane. Uh, I, I think George will probably agree that. Um, what's the brown bear line again, Jane? The four-year-old brown bear mm. with the big ears, mm. with the socks on my ears. What did the nun say to you? Wasn't didn't Jane do well? <laughs> or something words along those effects, you know, something that you were. What a superb brown bear. Yes, yes. <laughs> There's no higher accolade could be <laughs> almost literally. And, and, and since we've name checked Andrew Anderson at least once today, I think he would agree. Bears get everywhere in life. Yeah. And then you came to, so that was your second thoughts journey. And let's let us skip over to Georgie and uh, Georgie, if you were thinking as I was then, gosh, I've led an unexotic life. <laughs> Never fear. Weirdly now, to give you thinking time, I, I was thinking of exactly that on the way in today, on the way I went to pick, in, pick Kira up, and I was thinking about, um, you know, what one might write in the, in the future. Um, and uh, I thought, you know, well, it's, it's, it's very terribly interesting. My, my, uh, I was thinking about my, my, my actual mum and dad, who are my adopted mum and dad, and they led a very unexotic life compared to my biological mother in particular, who forms the subject of the play that you referenced earlier, Georgie. But I was thinking, well, actually, it would be, and I've written about that, uh, uh, to, to everyone's nausea, not to my own, but I'm sure to everybody else's. But mum and dad lived uh quite different lives and uh to many to, to all intents and purposes led very what one might call ordinary lives but how much more interesting and challenging it would be to write something about my mum and dad that's what i was thinking because they didn't get locked up in a prison camp in siberia or um get deported by stalin you know, and so on and so on and there is no such thing that's this is where i'm coming to essentially there is no such thing as an ordinary life is there you know there's no such thing i suppose alan bennett takes that as his theme doesn't he really that all of his characters are what you might think of as ordinary uninteresting people but of course all of us have had 
lives that others would regard as unbelievable in one way or another. So feel free, Georgie, to share any secret unconfessed sins or um, uh, parts of your journey that you wish that you don't mind sharing with us. How did you get into theatre, and what's because you're like Jane, you're both extraordinarily talented, and so on. Did you? Uh, so tell us a bit about where, where, how you got that, developed that interest, and how you arrived at where you are today. Well, I had a very similar journey to Jane. Actually, I started when I was quite small. Um, I remember the first sort of amateur play I did outside of school. I did Bugsy Malone at the age of 11, mm -hmm. um, which terrifyingly was nearly 17, 18 years ago. <sighs> Long time ago. Um, and then since then, I kind of worked my way through groups. Um, I, I started with a group in Evesham. And then I joined Rogues and Vagabonds in Stratford, uh, mm. which Amanda um, mm. used to run. Then I started studying more intensely at the Hadland School um, until I went off to uni and studied drama. Um, and then I started with Second Thoughts sort of just before I went off to uni and did a couple of shows with them. Um, and then I came back, rejoined again. And then I've been been around ever since, really. I graduated mm. in 2014, which was another terrifying sort of seven years ago I think is that maths right six <laughs> years ago I don't, I don't even know um and I've been doing all sorts since then I've been doing on stage off stage directing um I want to say writing but I I wouldn't class myself as a theatre writer um and I've just been getting involved wherever I can and then building a bit of a reputation a good reputation around theatre groups in Stratford um and then just as I sort of branched out to Leamington, groups in Leamington, lockdown hit. So that's put a bit of a bit of a stunt in there. But I'm, um, yeah, and then outside of theatre, I've been doing, I'm a singer as well. So I do mm -hmm. um, concerts and I do sometimes at the Christmas market in Stratford. Mm -hmm. um, I've just started performing at the Music Cafe, which has just opened as well. So oh. I like to have lots of different pies, mm -hmm. lots of different pies going at the same mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. It's quite the journey. It's quite the journey. Well, it's not quite as exotic as Singapore, but I mean, it's it's as good as I can do. Well, good lord, though, Georgie. I mean, I feel exhausted. No doubt Jane does. Uh, uh, hearing all that in such a short life, because she was dead young and everything. Sorry, slipping mm. into my uh, Sasha Baron Cohen there. <laughs> you was dead young. Well, I just can't do the accent. I can't do it. I just can't do it. It's a real shame. I love impersonating people, but I can't do that. You was very young. You was very. But and. Um, so Bugsy Malone was your first one. Who were you in Bugsy Malone? Uh, I was just in the ensemble. Occasionally I walked just, around with... Just, Georgie? Just? Just the ensemble. I had one of those cool guns that they had that splats out all the squirty cream. So that, to me, was one of the highlights of my career, running around <laughs> stage, splashing people with whipped cream. Um, but I was, I, it was my first one, and I think I auditioned thinking I was going to be the lead. Um, and then I realised that's not how auditions worked very quickly and ended up just sort of running around. And for my first show, it was great fun. Um, got to learn loads of songs. I made some friends. So for someone who's like 10, 11, that's quite a big deal. Quite, And it was in the Evesham Arts Centre, which I don't know if you know, it's quite a big venue. I do. I quite do. a big venue for a little 11-year-old. <laughs> mm. mm. It really is. It mm. really is. 
That must have done wonders for your confidence there, mustn't it? Do you think, or did mm, it not? Definitely. I think I kind of, I started, I did a few shows with that group um, and then I moved, I moved on. Um, but having those foundations of this is how a show is rehearsed to this is how a show kind of runs through the tech mm. week. And then this is mm. us putting it on. It definitely mm. gave me a strong understanding of how, what is expected of me as, as a performer from a young age and what I'm supposed to be doing mm. rather than just messing around at the back and, causing trouble i can't imagine you messing around george you're so oh, sometimes sometimes i was terrible sometimes i used to just giggle and laugh and talk i was i, I learned discipline very quickly 